Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Gee, uh, what are the odds, huh? <laughs> you know, only a few minutes after I posted that update video on Instagram that went worldwide, I just have to say, um, hmm. What are the odds of me going to sleep immediately after and just sleeping right through the deadline, eh? <laughs> oh, man. It ain't the first time it happened, you know? Especially when you get a little, little, little rest, you know what I mean? You get into that corner of the room that really feels good to you and you just go right out like a light. <laughs> uh huh. I tell them, yeah, it's going to happen at 11, but it turns out that it's 107 right now. And, well, you got to figure this. At least it's 11 o'clock somewhere, right? I mean, mountain time and all. And not to mention, some of y'all are pretty much just recovering either from the parties over at the San Diego Comic Con, or you're just recovering from what happened over there at the Lion King, which has premiered worldwide right now. And there I say it, I'm sure some of y'all had to endure Mufasa's death again. So, yeah. <laughs> I know some of y'all still need time to recover. Uh, speaking of which, though... um. We had to change a few things around not too long ago, didn't we? Yep, because obviously, this is a whole different show in general instead of what you're used to. Because, welcome to the J-Man Show here on K360 Hello, ladies and gentlemen, evening to all of you, or good morning, or whatever it is. Welcome to the J-Man Show, this is J-Man, of course, and you are here for episode 108, because, you see, it was supposed to be Friday's at, no, it's not Friday's at, uh, it's supposed to have been J360 Radio Live that was supposed to happen uh, not too long ago, but uh, unfortunately, you know, jobs are not that reasonable sometimes, and, uh, you know, Alan had to go ahead and handle some things. And we all got to give some respect to that, you know what I mean? Especially if it's something that, uh, you know, you got to cover up for somebody else or you got to go ahead and do something for the uh, grand establishments we work for and sometimes they just can't take no for an answer. You know, and it what is weird to me, because you got some people, right, when they work at certain jobs, they're able to get by or get away with murder if they could. Whereas, like, some hard workers like you, me, and Alan... Ugh, man, we we have to be there, right? Oh yeah, yeah, you gotta be at your post. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be back Monday. That's like, give me a damn break. But other than that, though, luckily, you know, it's not Fridays at J360 anymore. It's actually, you know, J360 Radio Live. So luckily, we can do that on any other day that we want to. And episode six will be floating around. But as for right now, I kind of need to watch my mouth a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh. Then again, I don't know if that's entirely true, but you know what I mean. Got to take a little break from the sailor talk, but I'm sure I'll find something today that will have me going about and being a sailor for like the rest of the week. Because that's just the way it goes. But fortunately, though, at least I got today off, so sit back and do what I need to do, play some retro games. As a matter of fact, I got the Dragon Ball Z Budokai set sitting right here looking at me and I'm looking at it. And it looks great on the new TV. Mm-hmm. 
And speaking of which, uh, I like to always know this. I can do the J-Man show anytime I want, brother. <laughs> I have the notes for these things all lined up. Oh, man. Wait, wait, you got a backpack and then hit X to charge up? Damn. <laughs> Damn you muscle memory. Especially after playing the new Dragon Ball games, you know, you get used to a certain method of how you do things, but it's not that different. It's just that, you know, I got a double tap and then hit X. For those of you that really remember those games, some of you is probably new because things are so intermixed now, and a lot of people are moving back to retro markets, especially the PS2's market. You know, the exposure is running deep, and some people are just enjoying it. Which, by the way, if yeah, it's Saturday, I can also go to the flea market. <laughs> Hobby. Uh, speaking of hobbies, I've noticed on Instagram and, um, so, well, all social media that a lot of you out there are pretty much defying the odds because you don't have to wait for science to run its course to prematurely age. After all this time, you guys are doing it now with the FaceTime app or, no, not FaceTime app or, I mean, Face app. See, look, it's starting to mess with me, but I don't even look nowhere near as old as you guys do right now. My goodness. Some of you uh, out there are going to be aging pretty well. And while I'm saying that, I'm talking about some of the females out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you got going on? <laughs> 25-year-old grandma, I see. Mm-hmm. And no kids and responsibilities? <laughs> Hit me up, granny. I'd love to grab your old weathered ass. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know, if there's no kids, how's she the grandma? Well, you know. I'll, I'll let you know why at some other time or uh, maybe a more in-depth J-Man episode. But as I look at some of these pictures, I'm like, this is damn scary. And at the same time, some of you are not letting stress get to you to the point where, you know, you're afraid to show your age and stuff like that. I mean, you got people out there all over the place that cannot handle the idea of themselves getting older. So they try to find different ways to stay young. And those of you out here are just messing around with the face app <laughs> because it's either a challenge or it's not. And then you do this to yourselves and you look at this. Now, it's accurate. I will give you that. But I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm not going to participate in this one. I did the 10-year challenge last time and, um, you know, that's about enough. I mean, I'll probably come back for like five years or something and show how I progressively age. And chances are I probably won't even age that differently. I really don't look that different from when I was 20. But, yeah, that's just one of them kind of things. Y'all do you. Y'all do you. But if it's like this, as time and stuff progresses, and if you don't look a damn thing like you did on that face app, you can't all just turn around and sue face app, all right? You know what I mean? Some of y'all just will not age well. Some of y'all will just look like discarded fruit that comes in on a produce truck every time. That's just the way you're going to have to deal with it. But love yourself in your own way. Because as soon as you get up there in your um, 60s and you start developing that old people smell to the point where it just wards off people, now you know what it's like. <laughs> but you got some people out there that have a hard time accepting that. And they sit there all the time and they freak out. They're like, oh, you know, I'm in my 30s and and and, and I'm old as dirt and, and nobody will date me and yada, yada, yada. It's like... But you're using the face app, though, right? 
I'm sure some of y'all just trollsome people are putting that stuff on the um, dating websites too. Now that that's a hilarious right there. Actually, I know some guy who uh, took some of his podcast guesses and um, started using it on the app and everything, and now they all look like um, the bingo club out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just amazing. But you know, fortunately, I can say this though: at least some of y'all. At least, at least y'all are having fun. At least you're not doing anything stupid like some of them other challenges. Like, I think somebody tried to say the Storm Area 51, uh, which was a funny joke. And it's still pretty funny this day, especially when you look at, like, the uh, Cats trailer that came out not too long ago. I mentioned that on episode 107. And that looked like that stuff came out of Area 51. It, it's still unbearable. It's still weird. And then that mixed with the face app just creates more memes. So it's just like, wow. <laughs> of course, some people, you know, where we have fun, there are some people out there that want to destroy our fun. Like, those of you out there who are using this, you probably know you have to give permission for the app to use certain devices you have, like your old photos. And then as you are giving that thing permission... All your stuff is being copied and put onto a database. And the reason why I'm saying that in such a, bo- a boring tone is this. It applies to everything you do. I'm sure that there is something out there that every time you access any piece of technological advancement we have, it's already uploaded there. And now they're saying the Russians may have access to your information. Well, it's like if you consider what the things that the Russians have done some that are proven, and some that are still unproven entirely. Not trying to bring that in here. I already had an episode where I talked about it. (laughs) You should know that they have access to your information anyway. I mean, it's just like, why in God's green earth do we have to always deal with the idea of, hey, there's just people having fun, seeing what they'll look like in years to come. Hopefully they'll get there, considering all the rises in death tolls now but you see the thing is is this it's always a scare tactic somewhere you should be careful every time you use this you should be the it's like you should learn how to lighten up and most people already know this stuff now use at your own risk that's why it's called user responsibility they're not forcing you to do all this stuff it's just saying like hey if you know this app has access to your information there go you gave it permission to access this stuff, deal with it. And of course they're going to have a copy of everybody who uses it. I mean, just like when you're sitting there, every single piece of tech out there has your information. Whether it's Google, whether it's Microsoft, whether it's iTunes, whether it's, well, you know, (laughs) I shouldn't say all the podcatcher things. I'm sure there's more information about me out there than need be, I guess. I'm not going to look. I already know who I am. I scare me, okay? I scare me. I actually, how would I be in the future? Would I be a benevolent benevolent guy then? Or what, would I be like the maestro from um, the Incredible Hulk comics? <laughs> I have to check someday. Which totally um, contradicts what I just said a few minutes ago. Anyway, moving on, moving on. If you're going to use that app, I mean, have fun. Have a ball. Do what you do. Just at the same time, though, don't try to run around with a fake ID of it. Even though at the same time, it's not really fake if it's you. So, yeah. Or if you are aging that way, and you look at yourself, and you scare yourself to half to death, 
It's your own fault. And actually, as I look over here, I can speaking of speaking of time capsules here, this uh, control scheme playing Dragon Ball Z Budokai One takes a lot of getting used to again. <laughs> Damn muscle memory, but that's what I'm going to be doing for a while. I'm just going to go back and play some old PlayStation Two games and just you know chill and just enjoy that. And it's kind of fun because remember that one theme song for Dragon Ball Z that was Rock the Dragon. It's on Budokai, and man. Brings back all the ages of just uh, me sitting back, watching this before I have to go to school. Because I used to play it on in the morning for like one of those networks out there. I think it was USA. And then eventually it got ported over to Cartoon Network. And then managed to get some newer episodes where some of the voice actors that are now famous for it just started getting their stride, you know? And man, and, and you know how many people voice Kid Gohan? Like the one that currently does it, she does an excellent job. And it's like, finally, a voice that matches the character. But this is the original Kid Gohan USA voice. And that takes some getting used to. I always used to think that Gohan had kind of a very deep voice for a kid. And then that same voice became the voice of little Goku late, years later. You know, that's the thing about us. But me over here in the USA, we love our prequels, don't we? Yep. And speaking of which, some of y'all are mad about that Game of Thrones prequel and... Like I said before, it's, you know, it's 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 pretty much a marketing play. I mean, do you just want to see, like, how everything came together, or would you want to see a continuation? And, of course, some of y'all are, like, mad because that, mad because that series is now, um, at least the series that went by, Series 8, has been nominated for Emmys. <laughs> oh, man. I have not seen so many people mad since Lost. And even then, no, no, no. I've seen people mad about um, How I Met Your Mother, too. The original cut of that. They did not like the original ending of that. So, you know, there was an alternate ending made. Uh, like I said, you can't please everybody. But it's just hilarious to see how far people will go with velming issues to get something done. Especially when they go on Change.org or somewhere out there still screaming for that Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Where I'm like, this is not going to help anything. You know, like, why don't we just soft reboot the Justice League? Because that's what they're going to do anyway. I mean, if you look at all those movies back to back, you can see where Justice League tried so damn hard to retcon Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Which is still a polarizing film to this day. Even as I watch these movies, and I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do a DCU marathon. And then I see some of my peers out there. And, you know, like, they come up out of nowhere and they say, oh, I'm so sorry. It's like, what are you sorry about, man? I watch bad movies all the time. And even then, bad movies really depend on your opinion. But at the, at the other course of this action, it's like, yeah, they do depend on our opinion. And it's like, I see, I can understand the counter-argument to like, oh, Superman actually took a life and things were really dark and bleak and BVS. And it's like, well, you know, the tonal shift does take some getting used to, but it's not like it didn't happen in comics. And then the whole scene where it was like the counter-earth with Batman using guns and all that and actually killing, it's like, um, well... An alternative Earth is kind of hard to deal with, right? For some of you. 
As for me, I'm just like, okay, see, the movies are made for the masses, so I just have to see how this goes. I just want to enjoy this movie, no matter how much of a mess it is. And there were several scenes in both films. I like Man of Steel. I thought Man of Steel was okay. It was Zod's machine, not Superman himself. But man, Metropolis was all sorts of messed up at the end of that movie. <laughs> oh man, but but moving on, moving on. With BVS, however, I just... I mean, the Ultimate Edition is good, but like I said before, it's a director's cut of the film. And that should have been the one to be shown, but it wasn't the one to be shown. So you can't just go ahead and try to recoup this stuff. You see what I'm saying? I'm sure in years to come, there's going to be panels. Hell, there's panels now. But I'm sure there's going to be more and more of what could have been in this quintessential pro, pro applicable. Yeah, forgive me here. Pro applicable Batman versus Superman or Batman Superman movie that exists out there, along with a Justice League movie that's going to satisfy everybody, including the ones that run it. Who are the ones that are ruining it, by the way? It's amazing how far that Warner Brothers will shoot itself in the foot. And it's also a horse race between how they destroy themselves in addition to Sony Pictures destroying themselves. It's, it's questionable. Because everybody wants to be that top billion dollar franchise. And it's like, uh, yeah. What you could do is study the lore a little bit. Give us a pretty good story about it. Don't worry about force feeding us the whole universe. Because this stuff takes time. Matter of fact, 2019 was supposed to be Year of the Bat. We were supposed to get a Nightwing movie, a Batgirl movie. I think Robin was going to at least guest star in one of the two. But at the same time, it's like, oh, we're still getting that Batgirl movie now. I think about it because, you know, the talk in town. That's what it will be referred to on this show from time to time, guys. You know, anything dealing with that whole strong woman archetype or anything dealing with the whole race lifting and all that, you know, we'll call it the talking town for the remainder of this series. You know what I mean? Like I said before, you know, it's almost to the point where that stuff becomes a crutch for why filmmaking, not modern filmmaking, I shouldn't say, I should say like big time studio filmmaking is in a paint-by-numbers feel because they're over here trying to market on the talking town. It's at a point where it's just a giant crutch anymore. Oh, yeah, this is what we do. And it seems like an allegory for people to do, like executives, to do very stupid things. Really ridiculous. And, and it's just it's like, you know, we can put Marvel on that pedestal if we want to. But then you look over at Star Wars and you're like, what the hell is your problem? Then you really, really go into depth if you look at the core functions of what the hero's journey is. And you see, like, uh, I can relate to Luke Skywalker pretty well. Hell, I can even relate to Leia pretty well. But I can't relate to Rey because she, <laughs> she doesn't really, you know, the struggle comes in there, but it goes away fast. You know? And she pretty much can do any and anything. And it's like, yeah, this this right here, this this is a mess. And then you see we're 0 for two in that in that new trilogy. I mean, there are some good things about it, like the nostalgia factor, it feels comfortable. But then you look over at like, does it really hold its own? And you're probably like, uh, hell no. But hey, either way, when December gets here, yours truly will be at that theater because I gotta see how all this ends. And man, if it's Rocky, I will happily let you know about it. But speaking of which, though, 
before I get too entangled in some of these off-kilter tangents of mine. Let's say, uh, let's say like this. How about if they would have just, um, focused on those new characters and let the impacts of the old characters take place and stuff? You know, because, um, the only Skywalker, or somebody that's descended from the Skywalkers at best, would be Kylo Ren. I mean, is Kylo Ren supposed to be a hero soon, or... Obviously not, if you look at the trailers, but then again, trailers tend to lie, so you have to be like, what's going to happen from here? And then, of course, Ray's parents, who were junkers, just just go nowhere throwaways in episode 8, are going to have some relevance in episode 9. So, how long is this movie going to be, exactly? You ever see that picture of George Lucas, and you ever think of the term, miss me yet? Because I do. Yeah, sure, the man had problems when it came to the prequels sometimes, but, you know, it's, man, you never know what you have till it's gone, right? <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, speaking of a Disney property, I finally, I finally took my ass to go see Spider-Man Far From Home, and man, that movie was great. <laughs> like, I had my problems with Homecoming, but it redeemed itself later on, especially as you saw, like, it built towards other aspects in the MCU. But, hey, to conclude Phase 3, that was a strong movie. Pretty good to end on. Uh, what kind of got on my nerves and a lot of things with modern Spider-Man is, it's like, who the hell doesn't know he's Spider-Man anymore? You know, like, even in Ultimate Comics, like, when he, uh, would lose his mask on occasions, or the villains would unmask him, they'd be like, oh my god, I'm fighting a teenage kid. Yeah, you didn't have a problem with that after you were showcasing all your powers and crap. And it turned out that, now there's more stuff that kind of bugs me. We'll get to that, though. I mean, after all, the movie's been out for a while, so some of y'all should have went and seen this movie by now. But, it's questionable whether... Let's see, has that movie been in for about three weeks? Um, no, it's been in for about two and a half. Yeah, okay, okay, so I'll hold back on those little things for another episode, but what I will say is, is that, it's like, yeah, who the hell doesn't know he's Spider-Man at this point? I mean, as a matter of fact, isn't he on a database where it shows, like, the different times that the Avengers interacted with different costumed people and it's like yeah who who doesn't know because people have a way of finding things out especially if you're tech savvy but i like how they tied everything up with the blip and like who's been blipped and who hasn't been blipped so that that was pretty nice and then of course you know like mysterio finally making an impact in the movies and the way he was going about it too like that was a real villain right there especially for somebody like him like, you, you gotta understand, like, when it came to the movie sometimes, it's not always about Spider-Man. Like, he, he has his problems, and we know he's gonna go through a lot of serious stuff, especially as uh, Peter Parker and especially as his true self. You see, well, actually, his true self is Peter Parker, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, we already know that he's gonna go through a few things, but then it's the villains that really are the selling point. Like, somehow, even with its problems... Sandman was kind of a selling point for Spider-Man 3. I mean, the sand effects. And then, of course, you got Harry becoming a new goblin, which he literally became. You know, that was a selling point. And then you got to see and hear that everybody was excited because Venom, or parts of Venom anyway, was going to be a character in the movie. 
And then I was like, gee, I hope they don't shoehorn him in. And well, you know, list goes on and on. But I've redeemed that movie, so don't worry about it too much. And the same thing with uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I wanted to go see that movie, not for the Rhino, not for Green Goblin, though Dane DeHaan did a pretty interesting job. I wanted to go see that movie for Electro. I thought Jamie Foxx did a fantastic Electro. Granted, he wasn't really used much after his accident to be Electro. I mean, think about it, man. It was like too much going on. The whole the whole Ravencroft Institute part in that movie could have been its own damn movie. Actually, there were moments in Amazing Spider-Man 2 that could have been its own movie, but we'll look into that a little bit later, too. Not this episode. But like I said, at least with this one, you know... It's mano a mano, him squaring off against Mysterio, and Mysterio turned out to be, he he was just crazy. And that kind of crazy where it's like, I'm going to get some cred just for utilizing all this technology at my disposal. And then the way he tricked Spider-Man, it was just like, wow. And then the whole subplot with um, Nick Fury and uh, Maria Hill, that, that was interesting too how that came out of nowhere so there's plenty of questions about that the post-credit scenes two of them by the way they just leave you wanting more especially like that first one that first one was just one hell of a hit at least i can say this and i'm gonna drop this as a subtle hint though you probably know about it but jk simmons should always be j jonah jameson there ain't nobody else to really take that from him he's too cool for it man and they were smart enough to try to get him back for it, even though he was going to be Commissioner Gordon in the DCEU. Isn't that amazing how things are becoming more meta now, you know what I mean? Like, one way or another, there's always a sixth degree to something. So, yeah. But, you know, like I said, they're on the right track with this. Um, unfortunately, though, actually, did he die at the end of that movie? Because... Yeah, yeah, it's still open-ended about Mysterio's fate in that movie. But hey, 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 you know, I don't want to get too in-depth with it so that you guys be spoiled and say, Oh, J-Man spoiled it for me and I was going to go see the movie. (laughs) You can't blame me for that. You can't. You had a chance too. And see, I finally took my chance to go and take a good look at it. And I'm just like, there's going to be a third movie in this. It's going to be a trilogy. And I'm hoping that this trilogy doesn't remain a trilogy because even then that rule's broken because there's going to be a Thor 4. And the truth is, is that is it still going to be with him working with the Guardians or is it going to be him um, dealing with other issues? You know, I never had a problem with Fat Thor. I, I thought Fat Thor was pretty funny, but um, I'm wondering who is he going to face then because, let's see, Loki is still technically gone in that universe, right? I know there's a universe where Loki survives, and the Disney Plus uh, streaming series is supposed to look into that. I'm hoping that um, they do something else with the Hulk, too. Because, you know, there are times where Hulk doesn't stay Professor Hulk. There's times where he reverts. So maybe we could get an interesting look at how Hulk becomes something else, you know? It's it's debatable, but I know like the Phase Four slate's gonna solve all those problems anyway. And uh, Black Widow movie, unless you all turn your backs on Black Widow because of what she said, and at the same time, I stand by what she said. She can be anybody she wants to be. She's an actress, you know. In her words, actor. So yeah, you know, 
a job's a job. I, I'll never understand why people will find something, uh, something that seems to be, you know, it's an issue in some aspects, but then in some other aspects, it's like, it's not beneficial to anything. The woman wants to work. She loves doing her job. She wants to play a role that involves any sort of scenario. You know, that's the kind of actress I would love to work with. Right there. But, you know, I just I just find it weird with people nowadays because what won't they complain about? I mean, if you find the right people for a certain job, they'll find something to dictate about that. Or you find the right story to tell and people will dictate about that. And if the movie's out there making its money, some of us amateur Armand Whites out there will still find a problem with this. Which is why I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with Black Panther 2 because... You know, is it going to be on that same magnitude as the first one is? Or is it going to be elevated to new heights? You can only hope. Because as soon as that movie came out, man, I remember. Everybody out there was like, yeah, yeah, African heritage. Oh, yeah, I'm going to cultivate that. Yeah, I'm going to be about my people and stuff. Oh, man, that stuff was wild. And then everybody was either using that or they were out there saying, I am a proud citizen of Zabunda. Yeah, went ahead and brought back Coming to America. Which is supposed to be getting a sequel too, and I don't know about you, but I kind of want that one left alone because it came out at the right time, and you know it was a love story. It had the right humor and came out at the right time, especially after Eddie did uh, his two his two great stand ups, which was uh, Delirious and Raw, or was it Raw then Delirious? No, it was Delirious and Raw, and like like that that was a time when you could do that kind of stuff. Nowadays, everybody's so, uh, oh, everything's a hot button issue. I just can't handle it. Oh, no, it's comedy. I have to put a stop to it. Everyone's triggered by this and that. And I'm just like, yo, you know, these are the jokes. Let us have our jokes. If, if you can't handle it, you know, don't watch it. Stay home. Don't even be about it. But then you got coming to America, too. Like, what sort of things is he going to solve in that? Because you got to figure... Or is it going to deal with the son of him and um, his wife from the first one? Like, I always wonder what that one, what that scenario is going to be. And if he's still going to make it, because I remember this. There was one time there was going to be a Beverly Hills Cop 4 because nobody liked 3. Yeah, yeah, nobody liked 3. Because it, it 2 was a tough act to follow. You know what I'm saying? But nobody liked 3. And I remember they were talking about it. Then after a while, it was going to be a series dealing with a younger version of Axel Foley and Eddie Murphy was going to be a producer for it. And then, or it was going to deal with the death of Billy Rosewood. There were so many ideas that were being thrown around for that film. And I just remember like, uh, there's no way this is going to get made because there's no decision on it. And obviously there's no script. There's plot lines, but there's no script. And uh, keep in mind how they use certain jargons because, uh, you know, you'll know if there's no script, if they keep changing it here, or there, or anywhere. And sometimes, you know, <laughs> it's just best to just talk than leave the idea alone. Um, actually, speaking of Eddie Murphy, he's supposed to be coming back with a new stand-up. Allegedly, it's because uh, he missed the fans and he wants to, you know, do a comeback tour. I don't blame him. One more is pretty good for him. 
I think so. He's at that. He's at you know a reasonable age. He's got his money. You know, he's he's ready to come back home, kind of like how Dave Chappelle came back home. And I'm just willing to see what he has to say. All I know is, is this: he's just gonna have to, you know, pepper up his jokes like he used to, and just be the Eddie Murphy we all know him as. You know, don't be like the Eddie Murphy that's just trying to slide and pass through. You know what I mean? Some of the movies that happen after Pluto Nash, you know, I, I don't really care for Meet Dave, and I didn't. What was that other one like? It was like, it wasn't bedtime stories, but it was something that Disney made with him. And a thousand words was it? Yeah, Haunted Mansion was okay. Oh come on, it was. There was nothing wrong with it. I mean, after all, it was a it was a love story, and you know he just happened to be the guy that was caught in the middle of it all because he was the family man. I, th- I thought Haunted Mansion was all right. Sometimes you can take a look at the whole Walt Disney live action pictures canon and just be like yeah there's a few stinkers here but they're held down and anchored by the people who star in them you never know i might try to redeem lone ranger which at the same time a lot of people are saying tim burton just doesn't have it anymore and i'm like it's there it's just you know he's had a rough start ever since those alice in wonderland movies yeah the, the the yeah yeah really i mean the first one was just weird because it took more liberties with through the looking glass than through the looking glass came out and nobody ever talks about that one and then you got dumbo and then you got of course lone ranger like i said and hmm yeah things have gotten real real interesting with his uh his method of doing things and speaking of which you're supposed to be getting a beetlejuice sequel Weren't we? So what's happening with that? I don't know. Things are a lot more open-ended when it comes to uh, filmmaking nowadays and some of these established filmmakers. But I know this, right? Much like M. Night Shyamalan, Tim Burton's not tapped yet. He still has more to him. And you can't just talk down on him. I mean, the man just... He gave us two good Batman movies. And yeah, I said it. I like Batman Returns. It was dark as hell, and there were some moments in there you're like, WTF. But at the same time, though, he did a pretty good convincing story with the Penguin. So, let, let's be real. And then Catwoman, too, because uh, all them cats brought her back to life. That that was very interesting, and it was never explained how or why, but she, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer did such a damn good job. Why, why am I caring about that now? That's something we'll look into for the Christmas special this year but uh it's getting closer to that time so i'm gonna have to wrap it up but you know what hey as for episode 108 the uh, main reason why i wanted to go ahead and do another episode for you all this week is because you know episode 107 was very very serious wasn't it it was cutting edge i mean like looking back on some of my work you know when it comes to dealing with the political topics it's hard to talk about because sometimes that stuff is just really, really deep truth. And then there's moments where people look into the idealism, but they don't look into the realism about it. And, you know, it's, it, it's sometimes it gets to the point where it's like, you know, we all had a tough week. You know what I'm saying? Like, do I make a lighter tone episode or do I make a deep and heavy episode? So it's like one of those kind of things, but it needed to be said that time. So you can always think of episode 108 with all the 
moments and the flubbing and the intentional pause that I had for the introduction this episode as me just doing a dis- deconstruction of myself. So yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Just a lighter tone, you know, to go ahead and get people laughing and having a good time because that's what we do here. And that's why I was hoping that J360 Radio Live was going to happen for you all, but you know, circumstances. But I always have a J-Man Show episode ready for you, no matter what. And episode 108 is coming next Wednesday, because I'm getting back on my time slot, damn it. (laughs) But other than that, though, this is the J-Man signing off. I will see you all next time. So you all just take it easy and peace on out. Okay?